The Women in Agile podcast series amplifies the voices of outstanding women in the Agile community. We are dedicated to sharing the wisdom and inspiration our community has to offer by telling our stories, being thought leaders, and having open conversations with our allies. This series is brought to you in partnership from the Women in Agile organization and Accenture Solutions IQ. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Women in Agile podcast series. I'm your host, Leslie Morse, and today we are chatting with Deatrice Gautreau. Deatrice is an Agile coach by trade, but truly lives and breathes what it means to be an Agile coach in all aspects of her life. Her passion is creating an environment where friends, family, and clients can learn and grow with creativity. Deatrice, thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, you're coming to us uh, live from Atlanta, Georgia today, right? I am live from the ATL. Excellent, excellent. We're representing the Southeast today in all of the heat. <laughs> yeah, all really right. hot. So I am super excited for this conversation today because we've had a variety of chats around what it means to develop women and get involved in groups like Women in Agile and some of the things that you experienced on your journey to being ready to record a conversation like this on a podcast. Because as you've shared with me, the idea of being on board with a women in blank group wasn't something you were really even open to early on. Can you want to tell us about that some? I was, I was very ambivalent um, about joining any women X movements. Um, and some of that I have learned that it's sort of my own um, inherited prejudices that um, I've had to live through um, in my life. As a young black girl raised in the South, um, segregation was something that um, it was a painful thing, right? Um, people didn't talk about it. Um, you just lived it. Everybody had their separate paths. You know, you didn't cross this line and you didn't go to this street. And so I inherited that. I was born into it. So as I grew into a young adult, I made conscious decisions for myself to not to intentionally separate myself from the whole because I was born into that separation. Um, so when we came to women movements, I took a step back and just sort of was hesitant. The more when would you, I, I say, when would you say that you first realized that you were making this choice intentionally, that choice to step back? Um, I've always been intentional about separating myself from the whole. Um, for women in Agile in particular, I think I realized I became intentional in December as we were preparing for the gathering. Okay. Um, and then the gathering was an epiphany for me because... One of my friends was speaking, um, was doing a lightning talk at the gathering, and I wanted to support her. Um, and so I was then became torn. Do I participate? Do I not participate? How do I support her? Um, and then I started going through what I call my own 
reckoning. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I related to, I don't know if you're familiar with Brene's Brown book, um, Rising Strong, but she uses that term in that book. Um, and so in that reckoning, I started to realize that there was something emotional happening. And then I got curious enough to find out why that emotional thing was happening with me and yeah. to me. Yeah. So let's talk about that emotion for a minute. Cause I think, right. As, as we work on you know, strengthening women in leadership roles and the constant conundrum of, do we have to play a man's game or how do we lean into feminine qualities and, and be more emotional at work, right? Just being in touch and recognizing that that emotion is happening. is is really kind of a pivotal step in this journey. So what was that emotion like? And what was it you were really feeling? I'm hoping we can kind of inspire our listeners to sort of be aware and in tune to what might be be real for them there. It was an internal tug of war um, okay. with my with myself. Um, I grew up around boys. I'm one of 16 nieces and nephews in my family, and only two of us are girls. So I grew up oh, wow. around boys. Um, yeah. So it wasn't the fear of being around um, the whole. Uh, and it's certainly, I was certainly more comfortable at times being in, in the conversations with the guys than I was being in the conversations with the gals. And so what I learned through um, my curiosity and my digging deeper into what that emotion is for me, I learned that I started to question my own worth. Which, and that was my epiphany because I've always been the girl with way more self-esteem than I needed to have. And I bordered on whether my confidence was a little bit arrogant. And I always teethered that line, but uh, I never questioned my worth because I always felt like I knew it. Um, yeah, when and I was going to say, and, and I feel like that that in touchness radiates off of you when folks meet you, and even I mean, even just the energy in your voice in this conversation, right? There's there's an energy and a power there that I think only really comes from knowing your own value and knowing that worth. It does, which which struck me really strange when I started to question, "Am I worthy?" I literally wrote that on a sticky note, and it was pinned on my phone, and I walked around at Chateau Elan for two days with that sticky note. And it was funny because I was having this conversation or part of this conversation with um, one of the other ladies um, on the resort and Lisa walked up um, and she's like, and by Lisa, Lisa, I'm, Lisa and Atkins. By Lisa Atkins, yes. I just want to make sure that we were talking about the same Lisa there. <laughs> yeah. So Lisa Atkins walked, walked up. I had never met her personally. So she walks up and she goes, hi, ladies. And we're just sitting there like, just like in awe. Like, oh, it's you. And <laughs> so she's like, can I join you guys' conversations? So she sat down and she started talking to us. And she's like, so what are you talking about? And we were talking about, and I said, you know, we're talking about this whole women in agile movement and, you know, where do we fit in and how do we get in and how do we actively participate? What does this look like for me uh, was the question for myself. And am I worthy? Uh, do I feel I'm comfortable enough to separate myself from the whole, go off in this corner and collaborate and congregate and communicate with this group of dynamic women um, but then how do I make sure that that separation doesn't start to make me feel like I'm really segregating myself, not just separating myself? Through that conversation, um, 
I started to realize that, hey, yes, I am worthy. Um, I'm looking at this from the wrong perspective. She gave me three little cards. They sit on my computer to this very day. Uh, and one of them was, she started with the first one and said, let that shit go. <laughs> and, so, and so it really is. And I laugh at it um, daily. And people who see those cards, I had a client who actually saw that on my computer. I was so embarrassed because I was on the client site and he was like, no, we really should start promoting this. And I was like, oh my goodness. But anyway, that was the first one. And that was when I tapped right back into my own inner strength and said, you know what? I am worthy. I have to figure out a way to balance this because for me, balance of life is is important, is key. Um, and I want the scales as balanced as they can be just across the board in my life. And so the second card she gave me said, uh, live expressively, what I felt, which I felt like I do anyway. It's like, you know, I'm the daring girl. I'm the kid who stands on the cliff and look over the point where it says, don't pass this point because I want to see why we can't pass this point. So I always felt like I lived out loud. Um, but that conversation started to let my guards down. Yeah. Uh, and so there's there's something about that that um, that I really identify with, this idea of like living my life out loud and, and being daring and, and, and you know, breaking boundaries and doing all of these things. But what, what was the exact phrase on the card again? It said, let that shit go. Well, no, the, on the second one? Oh, the, the second one says live, yeah. expressively, live expressively. Live expressively. Live expressively. To me, the, like listening to you talk about that, I think my biggest barrier, and I'm so glad you said this because this is really inspiration for me in the moment. Um, I'm constantly in the struggle of what is it about myself I'm marginalizing that is actually preventing me from living my life expressively. Um, but I wouldn't have ever used that phrase, live expressively. Um, there's something really powerful about that that taps into the wholeness of who you are. Um, and in a different sort of way. Well, it's interesting that you say that because she gave me that card because I said to her, I don't want to be in this separate group because I don't want to be limited. I don't want to be marginalized. I don't want to be boxed in. I'm a circle. I'm not a square. I don't try to force me into this box. Yeah. And so that was the outcome of that conversation with the card, Live Expressively, because Although I am a circle, I know how to play with squares, right? I don't have to get into the box, but I know how to play nicely and I know how to play well yeah. with, with people who are, who are squares. And so it became, that's a part of the balance, right? Um, how do I now interact here in this separate audience with this separate audience? And what was key there for me was it was, we do need, I feel like now, uh, this was my revelation, mm -hmm. I guess, we we did need our separate corners to go and collaborate and communicate, uh, brainstorm using our own methods, our own patterns, our own unique abilities that we didn't need a translation for because we're wired different from the guys, yeah. right? They think in one way, we think in another way. And oftentimes we need some level of interpretation when we're together to understand each other. Well, what this separation does for me, I look at it now as the Women in Agile movement gives us an opportunity to have a lane of our own where we can collaborate, where we communicate, where we brainstorm and we problem solve in whatever manner we choose to that we can all relate to. But then we bring it back to the whole 
And we usually bring that back with the same message that the guys reach on their same path yep. and then just move forward with executing whatever it is that we're, we're doing. And that was my moment of, wow, um, I've been looking at this from the wrong angle. So it was great to have the conversation um, out at Chateau Elan um, at the gathering because it helped me recognize my own growth opportunity and then how I can not only just participate, but actively participate so that I can now inspire, encourage somebody else who may have had struggles with a similar um, situation or something that could resonate with them. Whatever the struggle was, it was the message is um, work through whatever that struggle is by going through your own rumblings, figuring out what stories have we told ourselves mm -hmm. to causes us to be in this thought pattern today. Yep. What's, which of those stories are true and which of those have we made up with the intent of, of being, I guess, vulnerable with ourselves. Yeah. Well, and, um, and I'd even further that to say is like, what stories have we internalized to be true that other people have made up about us, right? We're all, we're exactly. very frequently living up to the dreams that others have created for us. And have we done that inner work necessary to be like, wait, is that really my dream for me? Or is that someone else's dream? Whose life am I living, right? <laughs> sort of in the moment. And I think the, the beauty of the metaphor that you used, right, was circle versus square. And I believe you can work with triangles and octagons and all sorts of other shapes too. But there's a, there's a softness. And, right, and you talked about the word whole as it pertains to a circle. Because right when you do this kind of reflection and this inner work, leaning into this vulnerability that you're you're talking about, it does make you kind of more whole and have softer edges so that when you, when you bump into others, right. And not bump into them in like a rude way, but encounter others through life, you meet them with soft edges, right? They're not bumping into a pointy corner and having ouch moments. You're really able to come with, come to them with this level of inquiry that, that brings forward those opportunities for them to learn and grow. Exactly. And that was a blind spot about myself that I learned um, that, you know, the edges can be trimmed now. And that softness that you just mentioned, uh, I'm approachable. Uh, I can help to encourage and be encouraged. I can inspire and be inspired. Yeah. And we can do that with a level of compassion and warmth that is embracing and helps us to draw people in versus having people run the other way. Yeah, absolutely. So you said she gave you three cards, right? Let that shit go, live expressively. And what was the third one? Lead your life on purpose. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that one, I laughed out loud. I really did laugh really hard on because I was like, isn't that what I'm doing already? And she was like, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's so I said, you know, I um, I love Bill Russell, um, you know, iconic basketball player. And he has this quote where he says, if you're going to show up to play the game, play to win. Uh, and I've always carried that with me from a young girl uh, in high school. And um, and I said, you know, I think maybe the small adjustment here is that now um, I I am intentional. I am deliberately. I'm deliberate in my actions, uh, and I am aware. Whereas I thought before, 
I was living my life on purpose to a point you made earlier. I was living my life on purpose to a degree, but I was also living my life for others Mm -hmm. and to live up to the expectations that others placed on me and that I somewhat accepted. So I hit a reset at that point and I said, you know, now it's time for me to set my own expectations for my life. Um, I've done all of this for whomever. And so now I'm going to set my own expectations for my own life and I'm going to be very intentional about it and I'm going to be deliberate in my actions. And now there's a self-awareness that I walk in that just, you know, generates the smile every day that it's like, yep, I'm here. I showed up. Um, I'm here to play. And so we're in the arena. Let's, you know, let's do, let's play. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. That, yep. that, that is great. So you talked about like kind of tapping back into things that you thought even as a young girl. If you could kind of go back and coach youthful Deatrice, I mean, you were still youthful, but we'll say young, you know, middle school age Deatrice on these insights that you have now, what might you say to her? Um, I would probably say to her... Something my dad said to me that I didn't appreciate until I was no longer to have a conversation with him. And that that is just always be comfortable and courageous in whatever it is that you do. Um, I've always felt like I can conquer the world. Um, from a young girl, I've read a lot. And so my imagination is vivid. My dreams are off the charts. Um, and, and then I always give it back to God and say, well, you said you can do exceedingly abundantly above anything I can ask. And I think I can ask pretty wild things. So I would say, continue to be that courageous little girl, uh, continue to dream big, um, because the world is truly, you know, my oyster to my, to conquer. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Thank you for taking the time to share that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So I'm also curious about so many things, but I guess one of them is, right, you kind of talked yeah. about kind of crossing that edge, right? Kind of the December, January time frame. Am I in, am I not in this whole women and agile thing? So it's been, I don't know, five, almost six months now um, from you deciding, hey, I'm going to opt into this. What would you say have been some of the gifts you've gotten from being part of uh, this group of women and agile? The biggest gift is um, I've had one-on-one conversations with Lisa Atkins. (laughs) Not a lot of people can say that. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, and and through that, she's introduced me to um, other people who um, I've had conversations with to continue to inspire and encourage me. Um, you've, I've introduced you to Carolyn Dragon, mm-hmm. who is, you know, 10 Women Strong. And so that's a relationship that's gr- grown out of my initial conversation with, with Lisa. Um, I'm more open. Uh, so I, I think I mentioned this to you before. I feel like I'm coming out of that shell Although I lived expressively and I lived out loud, there's still quietness about me um, that is recognizable. Um, and so this is me coming out of my shell. Um, I think the second best, biggest thing for me is spearheading 
our initiative to bring um, the 10 Women Strong Shine program into our unit so that we can offer that to, um, to you know, to our girls and have them go through that process and, and be a part of this dynamic movement uh, in a way that will help us all grow and press the reset, uh, work on whatever it is we need to work on. And I get to be a part of that, an active part of inspiring somebody else to learn and grow and be creative in their own right. Um, and that's super exciting. That's great. I mean, talk about edge crossing, right? Not only is it, hmm, I don't know if I want to do this whole women in agile thing. Yeah, I want to do this whole women in agile thing. But now 10 Women Strong, like a dedicated cohort-based women's leadership development program, like I want to be the change agent that helps make that reality for my colleagues. Like that's a like talk about fast forwarding, you know, not just one step, but 55 steps or a thousand steps in terms of, of being bought in. Um is yeah, what, yeah. From one end of the spectrum all the way to the other end. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, anything yeah. else you want to share sort of about your, your general journey to becoming comfortable leaning in to this type of, uh, you know, separation and fellowship just for women? Um, I was listening to, um, I think it was a TED talk. It might have been an interview with Oprah. I don't remember exactly what it was. And I remember, oh, oh I think it was Super Soul Sunday. And Oprah was interviewing uh, Brene mm-hmm. Brown. And they were talking about one of her books. Um, and, you know, you encouraged me to read Dare to Lead, uh, which was yeah, amazing. So <laughs> but um, what I know, right? One of the things that uh, Oprah wrapped up the interview by saying, um, lean into whatever the struggle is. And although that's as difficult um, as it might be, when you lean into it and you embrace it, um, the awareness kicks in and some of the fear. uh, And I always walked around and said, I don't fear anything or anybody. And I (laughs) realized that I had more internal fears that I recognized. But when I started to lean into I realized that the resistance started to go away. It's the same thing we coach, yep. right? We coach teams and clients. Uh, and so it became, I became my own coach. Uh, and I started taking those principles and practices that we take to our clients um, to myself. Um, and that was just phenomenal for me. It was like the um, butterfly just now, you know, flapping her wings and just being this beauty that is radiating amongst others, inspiring and encouraging and being inspired and being encouraged. That's great. And you're right. There is so much wisdom sort of in that discomfort and in the challenge. Um, I think the the meta skill might be called like the lion's den or the lion's roar as as scary as it may be to venture in there and be, and be there when that's happening. Um, there, there's such wisdom and glory there. I think it's even more scarier for me to not embrace it now oh, because wow. now I'm aware. Yeah. So to not embrace it, to not have that conversation, um, for me, it's more uncomfortable to not than it is to, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it absolutely does. It's kind of like you tapped into um, a, a drug and an adrenaline and, and the gifts that come from that type of leaning in. 
Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That is great. Well, Deatrice, thanks for making some time today. Any final wisdom you want to share with our listeners? Um, see, I would say um, as we all embark upon all of our individual journeys, um, I would encourage you to just embrace, lean into whatever that journey is, whatever your story is, walk in it, own it, um, grow and learn in it, because otherwise you just sit on the outside looking in, wondering if you're worthy. Am I, am I enough? Uh, can I? What would? All those things. So rather than sit on the outside and be a spectator to your own story, just own it, lean into it, embrace it, and enjoy it. Excellent. Deatrice, thank you so, so much for making time to, to share this story. I definitely am, am feeling goosebumps and all smiley today with my own aspects of inspiration from it. And I, I feel confident everybody else will too. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you so much for having me today. You're welcome, Deatrice. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Women in Agile podcast series. It is brought to you in partnership from the Women in Agile nonprofit, as well as Accenture Solutions IQ. We hope you've learned something new and invite you to tell a friend or coworker about the podcast. Please go online to womeninagile.org to learn more about our initiative and find more inspiring podcast conversations. Thanks for listening to this Women in Agile podcast episode. Find more inspiring conversations by visiting womeninagile.org slash podcast, checking out the podcast series on iTunes, or visiting your podcast application of choice. If you have an idea for a topic, speaker, or feedback on an episode, please reach out to us via email through podcast at womeninagile.org.